You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast coming at you with another live weekly stream. You know, my usual weekly stream. I had a little day later doing a solo today, um, but we'll be back normal schedule next week. Listen, man, uh, your boy had a great weekend. It's the reason why I'm doing a little late. I had an eventful weekend. Uh, first and foremost, man, man, I went out with a bunch of the fellas. Shout out to Rob, a friend of ours here in the neighborhood who had uh, who had his suite uh, at the Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning game on Saturday. He hooked, the, he hooked the whole crew up. We had a great time. Damn, bro, on freaking Friday, date night with the wife. You know, we go out and get buck wild. Sunday, man, your boy went, and, you know, your boy got pride. Went out to the Dolphins and Giants game down here in South Florida. Hook up with the fellas, tailgating, drank a bunch of beer. It doesn't matter. Proud of the fact that even though we lost, we only gave up 31 points to Miami. We still dropped 16 points. Defense looked good. Had a pick six for it. Y'all had something to cheer about, man. And one thing about Florida, baby, we had, it was Giant Town, baby. My tailgate area was popping with Giants fans. We're a lot classier than the damn Jets when we come into town. There was a lot of Dolphin fans. And me being down here, I go to a lot of Giants, the Giants fans that come down here, so they always tell me the same thing. We're not scummy, bro. You know what I mean? We are not like the Jets fan. No disrespect to the Jets fan, but their reputation down here sucks because it's always fights. But anyway, great weekend. I was exhausted on Monday. Your boy is getting too old for this. I mean, I used to do this like on a weekly basis when I had season tickets. Uh, but, hey, man, it was a great weekend. Anyway, coming back at you. Going hard, giving you my top takeaways from this week as we are approaching week six, right? It's Wednesday today, October 11th. There were some top takeaways, man, in the NFL and storylines that I want to hit. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to do every game like I do every week with cricket. It's going to be more of a storyline oriented, top things that, you know, that, got, that caught my eye this week. And of course, with the other segments, loser of the week, go to the week. You know how we get down. But anyway, I wanted to start because there's, there's something obvious about the NFL. Right. There's there's something obvious in the NFL right now. And the, the, the obviousness is that there's the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you got the next tier, the rest of the league. Not because they're undefeated. All right. I'm going to start with the 49ers. I just got defeated. But they're the two best teams who are in a freaking collision course for the NFC championship game for the second year in a row. And hopefully this time both teams are healthy. And you got to get the best out of both teams with their best players. Unlike we got robbed last year when Purdy got hurt in uh, the first quarter. But honestly, dude, it's wild. I mean, the Niners are something, you know how I like to call them. I like to call them pick your poison. It's what I like to call the Niners. But they are something different, man. They are something special right now. This team is no joke. Look at this. I mean, they first of all, I'm not even going to spend time on this Dallas game because it was a freaking joke. The Dallas Cowboys are a joke in my book. I've never seen another, not because I'm a Giants fan, but I've never seen a team that every year after year, they're loaded with talent and don't accomplish shit. This is a, such a poor showing, 42 to 10. Brock Purdy at this point is the quarterback for the Niners. I don't think he needs to prove anything else. What, nine straight victories, 10 straight victories in the regular season? Threw for four touchdowns this week. He's commanding this offense like a freaking general. People respect him in that locker room, something that not even Jimmy had. He's playing 10 times better than Jimmy, all right? And I know he has a lot of talent, but what this kid does is pretty special right now. 
what he's doing right now. I don't think he's going to be like a Patrick Mahomes has the talent of a Josh Justin Herbert, Joey Burrow, because he's small. He doesn't have a great strong arm. But what he's doing right now with the tools that he's got around him, are it's pretty special. If you think about eliteness in that squad with Brock Purdy, the only thing elite in that team is, apart from that defense, of course, and the special players in, in that defense with Nick Bosa. But any of his wide receivers are not better than the top wide receivers. They're good wide receivers. Debo is a great after-the-catch individual who does multiple things good, but he's no C.D. Lamb. He's no Jamar Chase. All right? He's no D.K. Metcalf. And the list goes on of all the top guys. Brandon Ayuk, he's nothing special. Hell of a football player. Hell of a football player, but not a special caliber kind of talent. Kittle, special tight end at one point. Washed up, which this week he fed the ball for three touchdowns. Eliteness there, of course, is that offensive line. But also eliteness that surrounds Purdy, it's Christian McCaffrey, to me, the best running back, probably next to Henry in the next in the last five, six years. He doesn't have that elite talent. He has really good talent. Great coach who, co- who calls great offensive schemes, and he's doing it all with a freaking quarterback Mr. Irrelevant. No, he's, he's not irrelevant anymore. He's very relevant. And he is the Brock. Brock Purdy is doing a lot of things special. It's time to put him in the conversation of really, really good quarterbacks. And I don't know how long this is going to last, but somebody, the Niners need to like shore this kid up and pay him. But he's doing a lot of special things. And look, he's doing what he can with what he has. Great accuracy. Can throw the football on the run is making good decisions, not turning the ball over, pretty freaking special. This team right now, this offense is being led by him and is destroying teams. The Niners have scored over 30 points, 30 points and above in every single of their wins. They haven't scored less than 30 points this season. What the fuck? They're averaging 33.4 points per game while the opposition is averaging 13. That's where that offense, combination of offense and defense, is coming into play. And I'm going to go to some of these. I'm not, I'm not going to break down every single. I'm not going to share every single. But total points, every single, you know, stat. Total points, 167 to 68. 20 total touchdowns to seven versus opponents. I mean, it's ridiculous. All right, look, 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 look at total first downs in comparison to the teams that they play. This combination of great offense and damn great defense. Going back to Brock Purdy, excuse me, great passing completion percentage, has 1,200 passing yards, yards per, per pass at a 10. That's, a lot of that has to do with the great yards they catch by Debo. The rushing attempt, again, immaculate. You have freaking really good backup running backs and, of course, a goad in Christian McCaffrey. Four and a half rushing yards at 10. They're keeping the opposite team to under four. 156 rushing yards per game to 64 on the other team. This is insane, bro. This is insane. They taught, they, 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 they kill it on total yards. They're killing it in total yards, yards per game. That's why this team scores that much. All right. And we don't have to talk about the defense. I mean, to me, right now, they have the top defense in the league. They do. They have the top defense in the NFL. Now, let's take a look at some of the individual players. I already kind of like, you know, tooted, uh, did, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brock Purdy's horn a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's go back here. Let me 
sure I get the right tab here, boys and girls. But check it out. As a team, Brock is killing it. Look at this. Look at this. Look, look at this completion percentage. 72%, bro. That's above league average. Quarterback rating 123. Nine touchdowns. No picks. All right. Has been sacked eight times. Forget about the ground. He, I think he has a couple of rushing touchdowns. Over them. He has two rushing touchdowns. And these are all like quarterback sneaks. But look at this. Christian McCaffrey, 5.2 average, 510 yards. Look at Jordan Mason with limited, limited carries. Debo is out there with a rushing. I think he has a rushing. No, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown. Does he have a rushing touchdown yet? He does. Look at that. All right. And they just have a lot of good different pieces. And going in the air, like I told you, look, it's it's not like they're wide receivers or burners. They're, I mean, they're athletic and they're fast, but it's not like you have an elite wide receiver here. They just have a well-balanced attack. Look at look at the four top receivers, right? You got to throw Christian McCaffrey in there because this guy is just out of this world. He plays both sides of the ball running it or catching it like a freaking G. But Brandon Ayuk with 21 receptions. Look at the targets, 27, 31, 23. George Kittle has lost a step or two, but he's still getting fed the ball a lot. And a lot of these catches are tough catches that get you close to the first down. I mean, he's not that great playmaker that he was before, unlike last week where he had three receptions, all three were for touchdowns. That's the kind of offense this team is running. And they did it against, what, the second-best defense in the league? before coming into this week, that shows you everything. They slapped around one of the, I think, top top three defenses. I think top three defenses, Niners, uh, Browns, uh, and you got to throw the, the the Dallas Cowboys in there, right? Top three defense in the league. They slapped the Dallas defense like the bitches they are, like they thought they could. And, you know, love the back and forth between Debo, Debo Samuel and, um, and Michael Parson. Michael Parson, shut your mouth, dude. Don't talk against the guys or are freaking – slapping the league down, all right? And my man, the Brock, is laying the smack down on a weekly freaking basis, all right? We know what they have on, on freaking defense, bro. Fred Warner is killing it, all right? We got Nick Bosa. It, it just, in their secondary, stepped up so big because the secondary was being filled disrespected a little bit over here, and they came down and picked Dak Prescott. Whack Prescott, I'm sorry, three freaking times. A lot of that was Dak's fault because when you throw it directly at the, uh, at the other team's player, right? And not your wide receiver, usually a, a turnover occurs. But yes, not to keep deep beating a dead horse, dude. The 49ers are the team to beat right now. They are first in my book. A lot of talent, but let's get let's get real. He is the man. Let me out. Go into the comments real quick. Oh, big cock brock. Bill Belichick is with is with me. Chowder stained hoodie and praising him, wishing he didn't. <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. Oh, uh, praising him. Uh, he wishing he didn't have a cock knocker Mac. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, what a big difference. But unfortunately, if you put Brock Purdy in that offense, uh, Jim, I don't think Brock Purdy can save that offense either. Uh, the New England Patriots offense is definitely what you just said. Clam effing chowder because they suck. They're soft and they're go down easy after you fucking eat it. All right. Uh, that's good. Good. Thanks a lot. Shout out to Jim Plotter, my boy from Cigars, uh, you know, from Fan of the Van, who we do cigars and uh, cigars and sports. All right, which we're due for an addition pretty soon. Stay tuned. But staying in the subject, because I just spoke about a little bit about the uh, I spoke about the 49ers. The 49ers this week have my go to the week. That go to the week is that 49er. Brock Purdy, 
All right. And the 49er defense, because they're both goats this week. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Don't cross that line. Go. Go. I mean, the man threw for four touchdowns. Great. Another another great efficient game. He's, he doesn't sling it out there like 40, 50 times. Efficient game. Devoured the probably second best defense or third best defense in the league. Made it, made it his bitch. And on the other hand, the 49ers D definitely made Dak. No, not Dak. That's not, that's not everything. Whack Prescott, their little bitch. All right. At what point are these Dallas fans going to realize Dak is whack and he ain't it? Dak Prescott cannot carry Tony Romo's jockstrap. I said it. And I hate both guys. But shout out to Brock, The Rock. The Brock, big cock in Jim's words, Purdy for the go to the week and that 49er defense. And moving on to the next team, obviously that I think it's uh is the second best team in the league in my book is the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's and it pains me as a Giants fan to say this, but we suck. Giants suck. All right, it is what it is. Dallas is sucking now, now too. Washington sucks ass also. This team is going to run through this division like it's done in the last couple of years without a problem. But they're also 5-0. and And what's really scary about this team is that they haven't hit their stride yet. That's what's scary about the Philadelphia Eagles. Not a single game has been a wow, unlike the 49ers who have owned almost every team. I mean, the toughest matches for the Niners was the Rams week one. That tells you a lot about the Rams. But, you know, there's some shaky games by the Eagles, but they pulled off a win. Okay? And they play some good teams, and they play some real teams that they should have just slapped around like the, you know, like the commanders. But again, led by Jalen Hurst, who is coming up again, six touchdowns passing-wise, has four picks, not as good as he started last year. Of course, the the tush-push master, uh, Jalen, has a, has a bunch of rushing touchdowns here. All right, so... Hold on, let me go back here. Yeah, Jalen has freaking four rushing touchdowns. So, you know, it is what it is. It's what he does, man. Goal line. Goal line effect, man. They are 39 yards. But the team, their defense is playing really, really well. Uh, overall, they're not as good defensively as the Niners or even even the Pittsburgh Steelers, for that matter, or the, or the whatchamacallit, or the uh, Browns or the Dallas Cowgirls. Uh, but, however, you know, they, they pull off the wins. DeAndre Swift has stayed healthy. I mean, look at this, 434 yards. Jalen has rushed for 206. Kenneth Gainwell, look, 128. Their rushing attack after getting rid of Miles Sanders is still very elite. And this is going to be a problem in the playoffs. A.J. Brown started out slow, but the last three games, the man has played out of this world over 140 yards, 30 yards per game. Devontae Smith started out hot and slowed down the last couple of games. Goddard hasn't taken off yet. This is what I mean. This team offensively hasn't peaked yet. Now, 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 I'm not saying peak. They haven't even played well yet, 100%. Uh, in regards, let's go, let's go look at the statistics here. Average 28 points per game. That's, come on, man, that's pretty good, but they're giving up 20. Uh, overall, we know what they do, man. Their identity is to run the ball first, pass second. Secondary is still elite, all right? Their defense is still hard to contend because, you know, they could also rush the front. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to give them their props, man. I, again, they are on a collision course. 
to face the 49ers again for the second consecutive year in that NFC uh, championship matchup. And, uh, you know, hey, they, 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 they're talented, man. Their offensive line is great. They, this team, if you compare them to the 49ers, on paper, they have the talent. Okay, they have the talent. Remember I was comparing Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels? A.J. Brown is better than Brandon Ayuk. A.J. Brown is better than Debo Samuels. They got that stud. Let's not get it twisted. Now, Brandon McCaffrey's better than DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell combined. Defense, they got a lot of guys on defense that are as good as Nick Bosa and the other guys I mentioned, Fred Werner. That's pretty even. Offensive line, beast. I think offensive line, they both are very, very, very tight. Uh, they're both pretty close and similar. Okay? Um, but, yeah, I, they are the two best freaking teams right now in the league. And I think there's a little bit of a separation right now through five weeks with the rest of the league, the Niners, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just not trying to bash anything like that, but it is what it is. They are something to be worried about, and I think there's some other teams are are pretenders. They're going to get to the playoffs, but if healthy, nobody's going to touch these two teams. And it's a shame that they got to play each other in the championship game and not in the Super Bowl. I said it, bro. Niners and the Eagles are the cream of the crop in the NFL right now through week five, and then you have the rest of the league. Oh, hell no. Two hours later. No, God, please, no. 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 Ooh, all right. Uh, let's, not say, let's, let's move on to the next topic. But before I move on, let me play you a ad from uh, my sponsors, BetUS, where the game begins. Check out the link in the description of this episode and in every episode. For um, you, If you go ahead and click on my link, and you're a big-time better, baby, you're going to get 125% signing bonus, baby. 125% is the highest signing bonus in the industry. Check it out. Click the link. Deposit some money and go win some money in BetUS, where the game begins, the top betting location in the world. I've been to 56 straight home games. I've tailgated 61 times. I've been to 31 practices. I've collected 17 autographs. I've had 27 beers spilled on me. Make that 28. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. I've got one sports book. BetUS.com. Sign up at BetUS and get a massive 125% bonus. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, tough, uh, tough couple of weeks, uh, tough season so far uh, for the GOAT, the coaching GOAT, Bill Belichick. It has been a tough couple of weeks for Bill Belichick. Tough year. It actually has been a very tough going after Tom Brady left the Patriots. And I think it is time to maybe say that who is Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? And is it time for Robert Kraft to say, thank you for your services, sir. We appreciate you. 
Maybe it's time to retire. It is what it is. Since Bill Belichick has been in the league, uh, you know, the respect. He's, you know, he's a well-respected, to me, the greatest coach, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But the Patriots have not been any good post-Tom Brady. And a lot of it is not having Brady, but a lot of it has been the Bill Belichick system that doesn't work without Tom Brady. And he hasn't been able to get with the times. Still does a great job drafting defensive players. You can see it from this year. But also has a very hard time getting with the game and the innovation. And now he is being looked to me in my books as a dinosaur who doesn't want to evolve, doesn't want to change with the time. And when that happens, from a professional opinion, not just in sports, but in life, when you have an individual that does not want to evolve and change with the time, because change is one of the hardest things to do, but it is required and is important as time goes on because things do change, things improve, things move faster. You have to evolve and get with the times. Bill Belichick is not that guy. The New England Patriots are the worst team in the NFL in my book right now, worse than the Giants. I said it. They have a 1-4 record. They lost the last two games by a combined 72-3. to The most lopsided streak here through two games in the Bill Belichick era or his career. Their offense is averaging a sorry as 11 points per game. Quarterback, Big Mac Jones, ain't it, but you're not doing anything else to give this kid a hand. Going back to Brady, since Brady left in March 2020, Bill's Belichick records 26 and 29, one postseason appearance, zero playoff wins. There was a time that it was a dynasty. Bill Belichick was part of it alongside his homie Brady. And I know today is not the day to figure out who had the greater influence, the greatest, the greater influence in the Patriots dynasty. Today is not the day because we, we'll say that another time. But it's pretty obvious it's Tom Brady. Anyway. Right now, just based on what we're looking at so far in this year, we are ha- Bill Belichick needs to evolve. Um, let me read this comment from uh, my boy Jim because he did have Bill Belichick on his show. Bill told me on my episode after we were done, he knows Tom made him the genius. There we go. See, at least Bill's recognized, baby. He recognized uh, real G's when he sees one. But honestly, no, all jokes aside, I think it may be time, maybe after this year, to just probably Robert Kraft say, hey, I need to go the younger route. Bill hasn't, does not want to evolve, and it's very obvious. I mean, look at what happened with Jacoby Myers. He signed Juju Smith over Jacoby Myers for the same amount of money, and Jacoby Myers lighting it up with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not a great fucking quarterback. He's lighting it up in in uh in the in Vegas right now. While Juju is damaged goods, getting paid the same amount of freaking money contracts. Are so these decisions that Tom is making via the draft, forget about the defenses, but offensive wise, doesn't want to change with the game, doesn't want to evolve, 
you need yo, this game, I I get it, man. Defense win championship, but in this day, look at the 49ers, bro. They do both things very, very well. Look at the Phillies, man. They do both things very, very well. There's other teams that do, do, do the same thing, except for Dallas, who has a great defense and a shitty offense. Everybody else is doing it very, very well. Or LeBron, of course. That's right. He doesn't want to evolve. He doesn't want to change. And when that happens, it is time to move on. From an owner's standpoint, if I'm Robert Kraft, I am forcing Belichick to retire. Leave with your head high. I hate to use the word forcing, but this is what I'm telling Bill right now. That was Kraft. Fresh off of a uh, great massage in Jupiter, Florida. At a local rub and tuck. I will tell Bill, thank you for your service. Here's your retirement plan. You have enough money. You don't need to keep working. Retire, my friend, or I'm going to have to retire you. You got to make that decision as an owner. And um, look, it's not like you haven't rewarded Bill Belichick for all the work that he's done. He's gotten paid very well, all right, for a coach. So Robert Kraft just needs to put on his big boy pants and end the Bill Belichick era once and for good. Not trying to sound harsh, but again, the worst thing that could happen in this world is for an individual who does not want to change with the time. Everybody has to change with evolution, with technology, and in sports, there are eras. Bill Belichick is from a different era that is now successful in this era of the NFL. Look around. The successful teams are all the young bucks doing all the crazy shit, all the analytics, all the runs, all the uh, different type of plays, using two types of running backs, right? The quarterbacks hold multiple plays being mobile with their feet. Again, it's it's different, all right? It's the Sean McVay era who started all this crap, all right? And there's a whole bunch of little Sean McVays out there, all right? You know what I'm saying? So, McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, look, everybody evolves with the time. The NFL has changed offensively, and uh, Bill Belichick hasn't changed with it. Have you seen it? That's the reason why Tom Brady left, goes to a team, has a whole bunch of weapons, wins the Super Bowl his first year with the Bucks. There's no more proof. I think Bill Belichick has been given enough time to prove that he can still coach in this league, which I'm not saying he cannot coach. He just cannot coach in this era right now if he doesn't change. And he was given enough time. I think Robert Kraft has been very respectful and paid his due to say, hey, I give you, what, three years? Three years right now. I'm going to do what you need to do without Tom. But number one, you haven't drafted anything in offense. And you haven't, like, changed your, your way of doing things. I mean, as a GM, he sucks. Let's 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 keep it gangster. Let's keep it real. As a GM, Mamakai freaking sucks. So it's time to end the Bill Belichick era. Robert Kraft, don't be a pussy. Be an owner and end the Bill Belichick era. Godspeed to Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Doesn't take anything away from him having a shitty year, having a shitty post Brady, Tom Brady um, era. Because, you know, it is what it is. It's Tom Brady. He's the greatest freaking quarterback of all time. So, and talking about having a pretty good quarterback, not of all time, but it is time to end their season as well. Other season is probably has ended. Is that uh, team out there uh, who uh, everybody thought it was going to be more of the same? Who won twelve games last year, but this year so far has started one and 
and uh, their best player has gone into IR. And when that happens, one and five, one and four, it's not good. I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings right now, guys, in my book, it is time to stick a fork in them. They are done. I'm not saying they're not going to be competitive, but they're not going anywhere. Yes, it's early. Whatever, come at me. I know it's early. But it is what it is, man. They, they, they've sucked. This is the beginning of the year. Their opponents are scoring them, and they have a pretty good darn offense. Their defense is horrible. Their running game has gone downhill since Dalvin Cook left, which I don't think Dalvin Cook was going to be a different this year because you've seen him in New York, not a shade of himself. Uh, you still have a lot of value in that team. Love what Jordan Addison is doing. You know, he's, uh, he's like the three or third option there, but he's having a great year so far. Uh, Jordan Addison, the rookie that they drafted. Love what I'm seeing there. You know, 249 yards. Uh, I think he has like three touchdowns, the same amount of touchdowns as Jefferson. But Jefferson, of course, the truth, 171 receiving yards. TJ Hawkinson, who they gave a lot of money to, two touchdowns. I mean, personnel-wise, this team is freaking loaded on offense. Look at KJ with two touchdowns. They're loaded on offense. I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. He's doing what he does every year. I mean, 40, he's like one of the top leaders in, in, in uh, passing yards. 13 uh, touchdowns, four interceptions. He's doing what he does, 67% completion percentage. Yo, I mean, hey, you know, Madison's not having a bad year. 4.3 yards per carry. All right, he's not having a bad year. He's just not the, the, that workhorse three, three down back that people think that he was going to be. But having Justin Jefferson in injury reserve just kind of puts a nail in the coffin on an early stage here. Because they could easily, let's say they go two and two. We don't know how long. So far, it's only four games that they're expecting Jefferson to lose. Even if they go two and two, they'll be three and six. And I highly doubt it. They might win one out of four. I'm not even looking at the damn schedule. But they're just not a good team. Their defense is horrible. They can't stop anybody on fourth or third down. All right. Offensively, yeah, they could put some points up, but they could also go blank. They could go stale for a while. Talking about schedule, why don't, why don't we look at the schedule that they have remaining? Chicago. This, this game could be winnable. But Chicago has been scoring a lot lately, so they could lose. They're going to lose to the 49ers. I think they could lose to Green Bay. They could beat Atlanta. They're going to lose to the, to the, to the uh, Saints. And then they play Chicago again and Denver. Um, but favorable. But without Justin Jefferson and the way they, they've been losing to a lot. Look at the team. They, they lost to, like, you know, like Philly, I understand. It should have beat Tampa Bay. Chargers, they had the lead. Kansas City, I know their schedule becomes a little more favorable, but I think this team is shot. I love Kirk, Kirk Cousins as a person and as a pretty good darn regular season QB, but he ain't it. Now, Kirk Cousins holds a lot of value. As the GM or the owner or the Vikings, would you just say, you know what? I'm one four. Let me just sit Justin Jefferson for the rest of the year. Let my backup play. And can I get a first round pick for Cousins right now from the Jets? Jets don't have. But can I get a first round pick from another team that needs a quarterback? 
for two second round picks or something like that? Because Kirk can still play. He still has a good three or four years left of high octane offensive uh, production left in him. However, I think this year is shot for the Vikings. So it's not crazy to say that maybe looking to getting some value from Kirk and get into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Oh, balls. <laughs> not a horrible idea. Not out of this world or universe. But in my book, I think it is time to put a stick a fork in them. They are done. And even if they decide to have a historic turnaround and make the playoffs, they'll be done in the first round again. But I don't know about that. It's my first early decision. I called the same team last year with the Packers, and I said they were done in week five. And they've had a nice little run, but they still didn't make the playoffs. These, this team is in the same scenario as the Packers last year. They might make a little run because of the schedule, but they won't make the playoffs. Uh, they definitely would be. They are done in my book. Stick a fork in the Vikings. Peace out until next year. There's a lot of things I need to figure out, man. Are you going to keep Kirk or are you going to tank? I tank in my book because you got the offensive weapons that Kayla Williams can be a complete baller. So my take, hey, man, I trade Kirk Cousins and tank the rest of the season, man, and keep Justin Jefferson until he's healthy enough. Keep him the hell out. Bring on the backup who have no idea who he is. All right, and uh, trying to round up here this podcast today, this today's stream, let's go ahead and uh, all we got left is the loser of the week and, of course, my power rankings. So without further ado, the loser of the week, and let me cue the music. Greatest of all time. Bad. My bad. That was the wrong. I cue the wrong music. For the loser of the week. This week. Let me cue the music. Excuse me. Loser of the week is none other. Then the that then Dak Prescott, Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. Forty-two to ten, complete ass leveling destruction. That team was so sorry. Dak threw three touchdowns, had a, a QBR of like thirty-two, one hundred and fifty yards. Three straight. I mean, not three touchdowns. Three interceptions. He had three straight picks in the first play, back to back to back. And a lot of them were his fault. Complete annihilation by the 49ers defense. Okay? That 49ers defense is nasty. Complete annihilation. The offense, 421 to 157 yards. Rushing. It was like, I mean, that was, I'm sorry, that was the, that was the uh, total yards. I'm sorry. Uh, rushing 200, over 200 yards to like 140. It was just, it was not even, it was not even close. It's not even close. 
Dak is struggling. Like I told you earlier, Dak is not. It's not Tony Romo. Doc already had Dak reached his ceiling a long time ago. That was two years ago. After being hurt, he doesn't have the same mobility. Granted, McCarthy has a lot to do with this bullshit, complete spiraling that's happening right now in Dallas. Because he's got to get fired before the season is over. Let's not get it twisted. That was a plan from the beginning. That's why he's calling the damn plays. CeeDee Lamb is pissed off because he's not, you know, like anything else. These quarterbacks, I mean, these, these wide receivers, when we're not getting the ball, a, a, a player of CeeDee Lamb's stature, they, they, they're, they're going to complain. Look, uh, wide receivers are prima donnas. They're high man's prima donnas. Okay? Let's keep it gangster. Let's keep it gangster, bro. And CeeDee Lamb is no different, but he's a competitor. And he has a right to bitch when you got a quarterback throwing three straight balls to the opposite to the opposition. Like, you know, he's, th- he's throwing a better pass to the secondary of the 49ers than he is to his own wide receivers. Watch the game. I'm not lying. So, yep. Loser of the week, Dak Prescott and those cow bitches. Let's move on. Uh, let's finish up here and move on to the power rankings of the week, baby. Let's go. So every week I like to give you my power rankings, only the top 10s, because listen, I don't have a lot of time in my life to like give you all freaking teams. But the top 10 is more than more than juicy, right? And this week I got the Dallas Cow bitches dropping completely off. The oh, oh, the face of the earth. They're out of the top 10. At one point, I had them at the number one team in the league. Yes, I was smoking crack, but that was completely on purpose, all right, because I knew that I was going to jinx them. They lost to Arizona the next week. But again, the 49ers and the Eagles, last remaining undefeated teams, they are the team to beat and the rest of the league. The Chiefs pack up at number three just because they're the Chiefs and they're the defending champs. Uh, but that offense looks really, really crazy, crazy whacked out. Uh, now with um, Travis Kelsey hurt, it's, uh, they have a problem. But Rashid Rice is nice. Put the Dolphins number four after beating my Giants again. You know, they're, they still have the best offense in the league. Lions, man, Lions had a tough game. They had some people out, and I'm on St. Brown, but they, they, they shellacked a team they were supposed to in the, uh, the Panthers. So, and Jared Goff is having an amazing season. Uh, got, the, got the Bills at number six. Even though they lost, they dropped down. I think I had them at number three last week. Bucks remain more or less where they were. Ravens dropped a little bit because they lost another ugly game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they probably should have won. The Steelers are winning these games, man, with their defense, and, you know, you can't be mad at them. Uh, the Seahawks at number 10, I would leave them right there. I was thinking of uh, maybe putting the Jags back in there, but I don't think the Jags have played consistently well enough to break into the top 10 this week. We shall see next week. Yep, that's pretty much what I got this week. I appreciate everybody who showed up, tuned in. Shout out to my boy Jim from Fan of the Van for always being so active in the live streams and the commenting. Uh, appreciate everybody else that watched. Appreciate everybody that's been listening. You know, I put the same episode on audio week after week. And that's pretty much what I got you, man. Check out BetUS. Link is in the description. Get 125% signing bonus, the highest signing bonus in the industry. Please make sure to subscribe. Like this video, turn on your notifications so you don't miss any of the madness week after week. That's what your boy does, man. He brings the madness week after week. We're uh gotta gotta talk to Jim because we got a word due for another cigars and sports. 
out pretty soon here. So anyway, your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast signing out. Peace. Yo!